We know your time is valuable, and thank you so much for choosing to listen to the second part of this week's episode, The Constructs of Gaming. Without further ado, here is a continuation. Mm-hmm. You know. I have a similar thing with that, with uh, like even playing like Castlevania. Yeah. And I go back and I play it, and, uh, you know, I like to be able to progress through the board and remember how I did things and feel that sense of accomplishment. Also feel that that same sense of frustration, which has not changed at all. No. <laughs> when, when you die, <laughs> you know, it's just like you should have maybe moved past those emotions, but you really don't. And I think those things kind of reveal things about how you deal with problems, how you're working through. You know, now I've gotten unreasonably angry at some games. Oh, yeah. Kind of tap out for a minute. But <laughs> talk about when you talk about um, looking at different types of games, when you play a new game, you have never played it before. Okay. And let's say that it's in a, a, a completely different story arc or brand. What what tools are you bringing to that to understand it? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of different platforms and stuff. But right. how are you how are you taking what you've learned in the process of gaming to this game? And how it when turn on a game, what's the first thing you do? I usually push start because Thank you, Josh. yep, because I'm I'm a very methodical person. So yes, I push start. No, but like okay, so if I pop in a new game and I've never played before, I also you kind of people that game a lot. They kind of know that this is the way a game starts. There is either a a like little cutscene at the beginning that kind of gets you into the game. B, it's just kind of like, oh, here's the game, play. Or C, which is is becoming more and more kind of common, where you play a little bit, but then it kind of hooks you back into the like a different story. Like maybe it's a different story than you thought was going to happen. So the way I approach it is I just put it in play. I do what the game tells me. I figure that most games, especially newer games, they kind of have like a tutorial or kind of like a little like beginning section that kind of gets you used to playing that game. Now, people that game or like, I don't even say people, I don't want to like cordon off, you know, verticals of people, but I just want to say that people that play a lot of games, we kind of know this. We call this the tutorial you know, it's like, can I just skip that and get to the actual game? But in reality, I think that's important because you're trying to find the intent of the people that made the game. Mm-hmm. And I always am looking for that. Like, how does how do the people that make the, this game want me to play the game? So even Mario Brothers, which is an older Super Mario Brothers, which is an old game. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. I would say it probably is my favorite game of all time. Um they want you to play it in a certain way and it, it scrolls left to right and you can jump up and down and you can just do a few things and then you can you know upgrade your character to fireball you know fire mario and big mario and stuff like that but you're always playing this game so i always want to find the way they want me to experience it and then i do kind of want to experience that way when you approach something like zelda which is like an open world which right. we kind of talked about in the thing um, I think Breath of the Wild is the one where you said like you could easily beat the game in 30 minutes if you just knew what to do. Yeah. But you also have all this infinite space to do. And so, uh, and here's the laws of the world and, and whatever, and you're exploring that. Do you find that after a certain point you need a purpose in the game or are you happy just to kind of play around? Okay, so Breath of the Wild as a game is probably the first game I came into contact with that actually did this for me. Um, when I bought my Nintendo Switch, 
in 2017. That was the game I bought because that was the it was a launch game. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy Zelda. I love Zelda. I played that game for over 200 hours. I still have not technically quote unquote beat the game. I still haven't defeated the end boss. Interesting. But I played that game for over 200 hours, and what I found with that game was the exploration was fantastic. I, The first day I had that game, I remember I was playing it, and my wife, came, Melanie, came in. Um, I got it at you know 8 in the morning or whatever when they opened because they opened early. It was on a Sunday. She came in at like 8.30 at night. She's like, are you going to come out? And I felt like <laughs> I was in there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because that's how just massive this game was. Mm-hmm. And it just sucked me in. So that's kind of like a whole nother ball of wax, I think. Yeah. But it's not really a process so much on that game as it is just the experience. And there's some games I really do feel that are art, that are almost like you need to experience this. It's an experience. It's not like a methodical thing. You know? Yeah. As much. It's, uh, I, I, I hear that. I think uh, as I, I'm hearing you talk and everything, too. Uh, I think about episodic programming like mm-hmm. television or something. You have a time and space thing that happens in those that can't help and ha- cannot happen in a feature film because you have some time to kind of explore different facets. You have this character that maybe is more featured on them for an episode or right. you're learning about another subplot that's happening. And uh, as much as people are loving virtual reality and all the interactivity of things, games is really the first uh, blush at that because even though there might only be a certain path that you're following it's your choices that are driving the action forward and you're the character in your own story at that point right right i agree so when i think about when so when you think about this tell me how people if they've not gamed how they should approach a game or maybe like you know they can yeah. watch people game because I know some people when they when I talk about Twitch and Twitch for those you don't know is a platform where people actually watch other people play games. Sure. And for certain people, their their head would spin around and go, "You've got to be kidding me!" People watch people play games, and other people are like, "Yeah, I get to watch people play games." You know, <laughs> it's like tell me tell me the um like as a gamer, do you watch other people game or do you like to be the person driving the action? Um, so kind of like when we were kids and you would come over and watch you know, me game or whatever. I don't really watch many Twitch streamers. I find myself being the person that kind of wants to stream. Like I, I want people to watch me play the game, but I don't really want to want to play the game. Like I don't want to watch people play. I want to play. So I do, I have watched some Twitch streamers and some are just fantastic because they're they have a good narration you know they talk as they're gaming and stuff like that but other than that i i personally don't find a ton of interest in it i know that there are a lot of people that just love watching people game so i want to kind of point this out too um for for all of us who love watching especially like films and television to kind of go back to to that medium a lot of the creators aren't watching a lot of content they're right. actually creating the content and i think like those type of choices actually say something about you as a person and some of the preferences that you have with it um it just kind of comes out expressed in a different way to say like here's how i'm applying how i solve a problem in this thing how i'm participating in my own life and how i want to help drive things forward and it's just kind of an interesting thing to think about like because in a lot of uh things now with marketing or 
when people are trying to sell you something or like that, or it gets you to engage at the workplace or in your life, they're making it some type of game where you're trying to find something or get something. And while that's been around for a long time, I think the video game culture especially has influenced that because people want to participate in something where they feel like they're getting pulled into a story of their own. Right. I agree with that. Okay. So let's, let's uh, pivot a little bit. And what I want you to do is tell a little bit about um, how you think as a person who loves games. Now, it sounds funny, but it seems to be especially like in this culture. Relevant. You're either a, yeah. yeah. You're either a gamer or you're not. And it's almost like um, you would expect if you're, say, I love video games, that you, know, you live in your mom's basement. That yeah, which I, which I don't. <laughs> right. Although I've created a dungeon right. for myself in my own house. Yes. Yeah. Although it is not a basement and his no. mother d- did not help him build it. <laughs> you know, help, help non-gamers understand what gaming does to actually, not just like enhance your life as far as entertainment, value, but what it actually does as far as how you approach problems and, and think about things. Sure. So I think I touched on this a little bit in our Zelda episode, which I'm going to shamelessly plug yet again. Um, please listen to that episode. It's very good. The Lessons of Zelda. Yeah, the Lessons of Zelda, yep. So I think gaming has really helped me to break down problems. Um, and not just little problems, but big problems. So to me, a problem is always like this huge issue we're having let's just let's just take some kind of like huge issue like climate change everybody kind of agrees that climate change is happening but they might not agree on how to solve it right so because the problem is so huge so let's take this problem and break it down into small components that we can actually fix and we can actually maybe mitigate so gaming is a lot like that for me. Like I see this big problem. So in Zelda, again, another shameless plug, I am going to say that, you know, you have to get to the end. You have to save Princess Zelda. Well, that seems like a huge insurmountable task until you break it down into the different dungeons, into the different things I have to do to get there. So for me, gaming really has been that methodical, everyday kind of, not even struggle, but just kind of like, okay, this is how I do this. This is how I break down a problem. And when I do have problems, and everybody has problems, I mean, left or right, you know, decisions you make every day that you break that down into problems or issues that you might not even realize you're doing it in your head. But for me, those problems might be like, if I take this turn, for example, how do I come back to it if I have to? So I break down the big problem into smaller issues, and I think it it really does help me in everyday life. I think it's great because oftentimes people don't start something because it's overwhelming. Like if it's uh, right. like a weight loss journey or if it's a career change or something, it's seen as like, oh my gosh, I could never do that or I could never do whatever until you start to say, Here's the little change. You start with this. Right. And, and I mean, like weight thing. loss is a big one, especially in, in the United States. And if you want to start losing weight, you know, just do that little change every day. I mean, no one's a miracle worker. <laughs> you know, you're not going to like all of a sudden be skinny. So and it didn't take you a day to get fat. Well, let's let's get be honest here. You know, it was a lifestyle in a in a, in a way that, you know, you lived for years. So 
why do we expect it to just change overnight? And part of the journey too is is um, not expecting yourself to be perfect, right? And we especially see this as uh, as folks say, "Well, now I have to do this," and they put themselves in such a straitjacket that it's not sustainable because they have so shocked their system that uh, th- there's not a way that they can carry it forward. It's something that they are only okay. I can do this, and I get through two weeks, and they feel bad about not hitting something correct or right. whatever like that. And, and then you start to fall back, but it's like, you know what? If, if the goal was to hold it for two weeks, that's one thing, but it's like, you know, you set your position far out enough to go, I want to be healthy till the end of my life. Then all of a sudden like, Oh, okay. I can take some time to do this or I can, take I can a- break this problem down into the small components. Yeah. And I think that's what, um, especially what gaming's done for me is I've been able to, methodically part of it is i think part of it like even with you with music i think part of it is natural like i just do that but this was the construct in which i did it in Mm -hmm. and for me as a person this really means a lot to me in my everyday life that's great man i think the uh probably a good place to put a comma here and this this particular topic i think is uh we explore how we we work through things or, or kind of the, a language where you can put it in like a uh, video game and here's a story that's unfolding and I'm participating in can go a lot of different ways. And so please uh, let us know uh, other things you'd like to have Josh riff on because this is something I think where people, if they understand games, they'll understand the language. And if you don't, I think it's important that you do because it helps inform how you'll approach it because the world right now especially with with young folks is suffering from how to uh problem solve and how to help resolve conflict and games does it in a in a vehicle that's not uh the real world per se but helps give those tools to be able to then maybe start applying it there and i think that's a good application into real life now the problem happens when they don't do that and there's another topic for another podcast i'm sure but just know that those things can definitely enrich your life and help you understand folks who really like gaming, how they're approaching it, and maybe appreciate how they're approaching problems and viewing the world. I agree, Brian. I think it's probably a great place to kind of just stick a pin here, put a comma in the conversation. Sounds perfect. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.